0: This morning's Dharma Talk is, I gave it an acronym, which I can't remember. Do you know what it is? Whoa. Huh? whoa. <laughs> W-O-A-W. It's kind of like wow, but not, or it's like whoa, it might be better. When others are wrong, we all have that. When When others are wrong, somebody's doing something, they're wrong somebody's saying something to you, and you're not saying anything back, but you're thinking, they're wrong. They're wrong. You might be thinking, should I tell them they're wrong? Should I be diplomatic about it and say, you know, you might want to rethink what you just said. That'd be one way of doing it. But uh, the way you could uh, work on that yourself when others, when you're with someone, when something is happening, when when the perception that is coming this way, your way, is that someone is making a mistake, or they're mistreating you, mistreating someone, doing something, whatever it may be? You could take uh, a look at that, and insofar as you're able to not add anything to that, this, this, the, let's say someone does something, says something, and then you immediately think or something comes up just in response to that, that's that's wrong. You might want to, you may want to, you could. Not do anything with that, you could just feel feel that how that feels to instantly judge someone even if even if even if you're correct, relatively speaking, like if it's in the middle of uh, August and someone says it's snowing outside now, if you're four years old, you might think, really <laughs> so the idea for the topic is is how sometimes how difficult it is for us to work with someone to listen to someone when. Whatever's happening with them, we see happening with them, whatever we're receiving in terms of their commentary, what they're saying, how they're acting, what they're doing, is a, 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 just a chatter in our in our mind about how incorrect they are, how wrong they are, how they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it's a judgment that you really don't have any any control over, particularly, because it's already on top of you before you can give it some space to see... Is there something to this or not? Is this, I mean, the idea of correct and incorrect is out there. I'm sure you've heard of it. On the other hand, and on the same hand, quite often the whole right and wrong, correct and incorrect situation that comes up for us is more about making us right. We're the one who's correct. It's it's kind of goes without any commentary at all. There's no, there's really no awareness of the, of how right we're making ourselves feel by judging someone else. I often say give everything the benefit of the doubt. You don't it's not necessary to jump to an immediate conclusion about something. That being said, if it happens anyway, if it just happens, then don't add on to that. Don't also correct yourself and say I'm wrong for calling them wrong. There's some kind of double negativity going on. And that's what happens. Am I correct? Okay. <laughs> So this, as I uh, talk about in so many talks, it's about awareness. It's not about right and wrong. It's not about correct and incorrect. It's not about night and day, light and dark, black and white, and all of the other polarities there are. It's about awareness. There are times when something that looks wrong actually is closer to to being accurate or correct. And there are times when it flips the other way. And the reason that we can't necessarily see this deeply is because our consciousness is so limited, it is operating on... Uh, a, 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 a speed or a frequency of what self interest we're, we're operating about. What's in it for me? What's what works for me? What's true for me? What's true? What is actually happening here? Rather than you could say, spreading the awareness out to see what are the causes and conditions that, are, that arise in any given situation are extremely compli- complicated. There's no way you can get them, there's no way you can see all of them. It's like someone who harms someone else. You could say, relatively speaking, well, that's wrong. It shouldn't be harming. But then if you were to go back and see the causes and conditions that arose behind the person who caused the apparent harm, all of the terrible things that have happened to them that can condition them to operate that way. It's not, we're not talking about praise and blame here. We're just talking about what? Relative truth, cause and effect. If you can't see all the causes to everything, then everything you say is suspect. If you can't see entirely all the causes to everything, then every judgment, every pronouncement you make is uh, incorrect, wrong. Yeah, let's use that. Since I'm up here and you're out there, I can do that. So what I'm saying is bring as much awareness to any given situation. Anytime someone else seems like they're going in circles, they're confused, or they're doing something wrong, or they're, they're actively pursuing a path that they might want to think twice about, Rather than going immediately in with wrong, you could go in with what. That was not a question. You could go in with what. You could go in with what is that. You could go in. You could ask a question about what. What is that? What is that situation that's happening? Rather than immediately uh, jump to some kind of conclusion about what you think it should be or what they should, how they should rethink that situation. Question. When the mind is spinning. When the mind is spinning, yes. Spinning a
1: story of something wrong that has been done. How can that be happening or not interrupted? Also see what, what's actually.
0: You mean for you or for the other person?
1: For,
0: for, for you. So insofar as you can, just observe it. The, the second, the minute, the uh, moment that you begin to turn into judging yourself or judging anyone for that matter, this is what, what happens to the awareness. The judgment right or wrong is somewhat beside the point, but it shuts down the awareness. So you stop investigating because now you've come to what? You've concluded something, come to a conclusion, you come to a decision, you come to a judgment, you come to uh, an answer. Well, that's incorrect. And so what you would do is meditate a lot. And it's true if you, those of you who sit a lot know that the more you sit, the easier it is the more obvious it is to see the whole right and wrong situation, to see the whole positive, negative, and neutral, to see the, the aggressiveness. You could see the, the, the kindness. You can see the aggressiveness or the meanness. You can actually, that starts to stand out in relief. And sometimes the ego mind doesn't like that feeling because it knows it's in for it. The ego, the self-centered mind, would almost like to back up and go back into being not so sure of what's going on. That way it's safe. It doesn't get inspected. If, if that's being inspected, then maybe I'm the next one to get inspected, which is probably the case if you're in this building. So awareness around it. The feeling of not getting anywhere when it comes to spiritual path or awareness practice, the feeling of not making any progress is the kind of progress you're looking for because that's ego's voice back there saying, you're not getting anywhere. This isn't doing you any good. What are you wasting your time on a cushion for looking at the wall? This feels like crap. Buying into that kind of a judgment about it. Um, when there appears to be something that has occurred that you might call wrong, yes, it's a skillful way to begin a conversation or communicate about that. Um, good question. So, a lot depends on the variables that are there. Is the person a meditator? Is the person your wife? Is the person your son? Is the person your A close acquaintance is this person you just someone you just met today who's working on the plumbing. You know, I mean, it could be almost anything. Uh, The variables would have to be taken into consideration, but go slow and bring it up as a topic first rather than a right and wrong. Like so, um, say it's the plumber. Say the last time you installed a a toilet, did you do it upside down? Have you done many of these, upside down, where the bowl is actually facing down? You know, being silly, of course, but it's that kind of a thing. You could start out by looking at the, without going right into the judgment, you could look at that area that seems to be off, and you could go in and, and address that first a little bit. But first, uh, make sure that you you have uh, have the person's attention, that they're not all lost in something else. You could you could have a preamble that say. Uh, can I get a minute of your time? Could I talk to you about something? Or talk about something that's concerning me? And then say, the way in which you're handling this or this uh, doesn't make sense to me, you could say it that way. And if they say, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? And say, well, it seems like you're being very mean to this other person. You're being unfair to this other person. Or you're being unfair to me. You're not giving me the benefit of the doubt on this situation. More?
1: Okay. Um, how would you approach when somebody asks you a question, say they're comparing a, crow
0: to a raven they say that crow is a raven what do you think of that it's not a raven so if they just make that statement uh i mean you could you could keep it very simple i mean without being particularly snotty with them or sarcastic you'd say you know so you say or or or, you think so (laughs) i mean it could be it doesn't have to be you know you're full of it or you know you don't know how to tell one bird from the other bird you know i mean you could do it that but, but it depends you're using a um a, an imi- images there that are a little bit difficult there there the actual situation would probably be a lot more personal than that would have some tentacles going down into personal feelings and oh, this i was just using an example that just happened oh, did, was it a craven raven and a crow yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they okay there were ravens and <laughs> say, yes. You, They're not see?
1: ravens. Have you seen ravens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those aren't ravens. Yeah, those aren't ravens. Is that what you said to them?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you did, you know, <laughs> get a gold star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, there, there again, though, it would kind of depend on who it is, how old they are, how knowledgeable they are. Are they, are they uh, a contemporary of yours? Or, you know, a lot, there's a lot of other things that play into that, as happens in every situation. No situation is... Uh, is just very simply that simple situation, unless you're realized, in which case then everything, every situation is completely simple. If you're not realized, then you're probably, some aspect of spinning is going around with you and with apparent others. Yeah. So, yeah, you called a, a, he called, he, she? He, he called a crow a crow, you called a raven a raven. But he thought, did he think it was a crow? He thought the crows were and you knew the ravens were crows. <laughs> Did you ever consider a jackdaw? They look very much like ravens and crows. No, I
1: that. Might have been a jackdaw. I think it was
0: a jackdaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll look. Uh, joking aside, I, I think it's just a matter of being very direct about it. And uh, what ha- what we tend to look for is uh, that that is uh, more about our own self-centeredness and wanting to get our way and wanting to be acknowledged for being right is when we say that, if the person doesn't change, then we then we kind of feel like we should be doing... We need to get some kind of thing to admit they're wrong. And this is a misunderstanding of what's happening there. You could just make that statement and let, uh, let it lay there. And then that person at some point... Uh, May realize if they took a picture of it, <laughs> or may not. They may just. But I think uh, I think less is better in that situation. A little bit. There's there's no. It's not a big uh, end of the world scenario, particularly. Um, and it might be about you. You know they're wrong, and you you, know, you want them to admit that they don't know. So maybe I'm not accusing you of anything. I mean that's how I do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're summing it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Say it
1: Are there ways that we can work with um, that tendency to hook up the vocal cords to like create space in a more delicate situation yeah. before we go in and say you're wrong?
0: I mean, that's you've described it. Perfectly, I'd say. As a meditator, what you do is you use your awareness practice and you go into the the sense fields that you normally ignore. I'm not accusing of anybody of anything, but normally we never think. How many times did you think of dra- gravity so far today?
1: when well, you just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah,
0: just now. But gravity is really, really powerful force and energy. One of the most amazing things that's going on is gravity, and it's we just take it for granted. And I would say you could acknowledge something that that, me, that says that your feet or your butt are, is pointed directly at the center of the earth, just like everybody's is unless they're aliens, which then they can do whatever they want. <laughs> so, so you could start with that just flash on on just here how your clothes feel, the sense of, sense of sense of hearing, sense of if the person is talking a lot, uh, you could you could drop out of the content of what they're saying and listen or if you haven't been doing it, then reflect on how their voice sounded. It's just a way of using memory to help. It's not so much there's something important there, uh, like, oh, if you only knew how they t- how, what they sounded like, then you'd have some kind of clue as how to proceed. But it's more about taking some of that, that kind of gripping, uh, uh, impulsive energy of the ego to want to be right, to want to get it, to want to convince that person to, you know, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so just a little bit, use any of the five sense fields. Use all of them. Uh, you can even use a sense of thinking if you treat it like a sense field. If you treat it like it's just something it's receiving. If you think you're thinking, then you're, what is it? Wrong. If you think you're thinking, thinking is happening, but there is no you doing that. Uh, it's just occurring. Uh, if that were the case, you could just stop thinking about bad stuff. You'd be happy forever. I'm just going to, as they say, what, think, think happy thoughts? Who does that? Disney movies. Peter Pan. Huh? Peter Pan. I know her, Yeah, her, them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, another one somewhere, here. What do we do with the apparent other that is wrong ourselves, like the internal dialogues we have with our mind
1: and wanting to blame ourselves or working with I'm so terrible or I'm wrong or I messed that up?
0: Same thing. To, to scold yourself more than once. Let me just say, I blew it. One time is good because it's probably pretty accurate. You did. But uh, if you do that a second, a third, a fourth time and scold yourself, I mean, it ext- eventually it ex- extends to a whipping your back, you know, like they did in the 13th century, you know, punishing yourself for some terrible thing that you did. So just once, just acknowledge it, be reasonable about it, and then, uh, and then don't go there. That doesn't mean shut down on the whole thing and never think of it again, but just don't go there with some kind of animus about it. Yes. Asking for forgiveness or apology. Yeah. Is is that a necessity or is it a, it seems to be a. Yeah, well, when the, when the apology is really for the other person, then it's fine. You can say, oh, I'm sorry that, that I stepped on your foot or that I uh, broke your lampshade. I'm sorry about that. Well, that's a very simple thing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's when you're when you're looking to be forgiven for it. Then there's some kind of merchandising mentality. You don't really mean it. You just want somebody to let you off the hook that you probably put yourself on. So keep it very simple. You know, you could say, "Whoops, sorry, I did that," and then they would say, "You know, they may say or they may not. They may not say anything. If they don't say anything, say no any more. That's the end of it. Just, just let it, let it go." Yes.
1: How can we look at the feeling of we are wrong, or blaming ourselves without adding the post-it note onto it? A okay. Bunch
0: of times? Yeah. So you have to. <clears throat> the way to do that is to uh, stop working with trying to stop putting the toast, post-it note on there. Don't, don't go to the actual activity of, of rejection because that comes out of something that, has, that, that happened before then, which is ignorance. You won't do that if you're clear, you won't do it. But if you're, if you're ignoring the situation, then it rotates right back into, uh, I shouldn't be doing I shouldn't have done that. In other words, be com- it's called responsibility, which is not blame. It's the ability to respond to something. If you're completely present in this present moment, if there is such a thing, which I have my doubts, but if you're totally here, then you're not missing anything. But if you—but there's a we can't see that we blank out, but we actually blank out like the experience you had recently. Can you put that into words, what that was like, without going into personal details? Well, I had a question about that. Okay, well, maybe it'll hook up with what she's saying
1: question is around in certain situations, Yeah. Um, um, I can so quickly spin a story yeah. that is completely fictional. It just, yeah. and you it's just not it. what's going on, but it's so convincing. I, I don't mm-hmm. even see myself spinning that story.
0: So the downside of that situation is, is we've just blocked something out. That's the downside of it. But the upside of it is you're beginning to see that. And it seems to happen in layers. If you if you, you go into the first layer and if you do anything with that, if you try to conclude anything about that, then that's the last layer you'll see. And sometimes it's they're wrong. But if you allow yourself to go down into that deeper, you might find that down and it's three more layers down, call them layers, call them whatever, you'll see that actually you're the one who created that situation. Anyone have it, you know. Go ahead.
1: When we see that we're creating something, we can't see what it is that
0: we're creating. How do we not do anything? Uh, when the question comes up, what do I do with this? Is that what's coming up? I guess so. Okay, if that question comes up, then that gives you a little bit of a breather before you uh, lock and load. So as soon as the what can I do with this comes up, just continue to look at the question. Don't look for an answer. If you look for an answer, you'll settle. And you'll pew, You'll be aggressive, not, you know, not necessarily, but the chances of that aggression being there are very, very strong, depending on what the other person has been doing or not doing. More.
1: I guess I, if, it, if something feels difficult, I see that I might be creating that difficulty, but mm-hmm. I can't see where it's getting its fuel or what's underneath that the reality of the situation. Okay, so the downside
0: is, you, just as you described it, what is the upside of it? You're, You're aware of that. There's an awareness, it might not be yours, but there's an awareness of how that whole dynamic looks, that you can't see this. To know, know that you can't see something is a way of seeing. So I would say as a suggestion, I would say continue to work with it. It's the, and also work with the frustration that comes up over demanding a result, wanting, uh, I'm doing this. Uh, Sogazan says, I'm doing this, but I still feel like I'm going in circles. So that's still awareness. And there's no way that I can say to any person in this room if you gave me a specific situation where you're, you know, someone is working with something similar to that, trying to work with negativity that keeps arising here, that we can't seem to stop, and before we know it, it's out into the world. It's you know attacking someone else or blaming someone else, even if we're not saying anything. Just the feeling of blaming somebody else is just, ugh, it's exhausting, and it's tiring. And if you go to war with it, then the ego mind, the self-centered mind, goes to war with that. So that's why awareness is so powerful. Just sit, do nothing, don't do anything unless you have to. And in this way, the the fuel lines that run to that from passion aggression, ignorance, and from who, who knows what, maybe past lives, maybe not, could, could be any number of tracks that run back into beginning those time that are coming forward and trying to have their say in the present moment, so-called. So the very the downside is' it's how you feel, how you're expressing it, but the upside is how you're feeling is in your awareness, rather than it's something you've shut down on so that you can be right. So you're not, it doesn't, I'm not sensing that you're shutting that out. I'm not sensing uh, that you have that problem solved particularly, but you're, you're not closing down on it.
1: Or Earlier you said there's an ignorance that precedes the post-it note.
0: How do yes. you see that? Ignorance? So the, there, there's an ignorance of shutting down that precedes our, our aggression. Is that what you're asking? So, and that's the passion, aggression, and ignorance. Those are the three poisons, and they tend to operate in a cycle. We shut down, then we're aggressive, and then we get aggressive, and then we see we're aggressive, and then we feel remorse, which is passion. So, ignorance, and then aggression comes out, and then we see that we've been aggressive, we've hurt someone, we've made a mistake, and then we start feeling emotional or passionate about it or grasping at self by, by blaming the self. So, we, we, we just create that whole situation of me and my life, my things, my inability to control myself. My, this is why in ancient times, we, people would come into monasteries and, and uh, leave us at home, uh, be celibate. They would, you know, just to get themselves away from any passionate thing at all so they could somehow uh, get some control. So I think it's a misunderstanding of it, but it's people did what the best they could with it. So you're in the right place. You're living in a monastery.
1: Yes, uh, Shane, out in California, has a question. I'll get you in a minute. Is that which has the ability to hold still coming from somewhere that is fundamentally you?
0: I think it's an inspiration. It's the beginning of bodhicitta. It's the beginning of the mind of enlightenment. It isn't. It isn't reality itself necessarily. Some kind of wonderful, uh, all being, all knowing situation. It's just a. It's just a wish to to be um, to be honest be truthful. To be, to be kind of tired of going in circles with delusion and suffering and so on.
1: And then two questions from Maria in Toronto. Yes. She asks, if there is a willingness and readiness to look at what is hidden and is afraid to be seen, is there a way apart from seeing to access it?
0: I think, I think it needs to be seen. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't some other way, but the way it looks, it needs to be seen. So sitting practice, as much as one can possibly do seems to be important. Next and
1: then your second question, what is the function slash purpose of loving kindness practice?
0: <clears throat> so there are lots of different forms of loving kindness, Maitri Bhavana practice that we did here this morning. Um, just wishing for the welfare of all beings, of, of others, maybe people we don't know. I think it's just basically it's just to soften things up because there's so much tension and warfare in the world that we sit down or we stand up and we we begin to wish for the welfare of others, even though we don't necessarily want to do that. Maybe 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 we'd rather just fight with stuff or we'd rather wish for the welfare of people we like. This is why in uh, Buddhism, one of the teachings is uh, all beings have been your mother. Just another way of saying no separation. You know, and it doesn't make sense to sometimes to people in the West because sometimes our moms have not been such great people. <laughs> they've been they've been suffering, and they sometimes take it out on their children. Michael, you've already locked and loaded and fired. Pardon me. I've already locked and loaded and fired. Yeah. Well, it would depend on how that how that showed up. Uh, if there's uh, if there's someone still breathing, then you could go and help them. If you've already done that be be very careful when i say be careful i'm saying you, not that you shouldn't apologize but be but look at the apology see if you really mean that uh if you yeah, or if you just mean it meaning it to get off the hook for what you did i'm really sorry can't you see how sorry i am i'm so sorry i have done this i just i don't know what what got into me it just uh and then we'll we'll in, in a sneaky sort of way we'll start to find reasons why we did that you know after all you shouldn't have looked at me that way you know it's uh, you know I was trying, I was doing my best. We'll immediately go from, I'm sorry, if you do it more than once. We'll immediately go into some kind of a scenario where we're really right. They really had that coming because of how they acted. Just a direct response to what you said. Just say, I'm sorry. Say, whoops, my bad, or whatever you whatever fits the situation. And then drop it. And and if you, you might even need to turn away and and if you really meant what you just said to them, that you are apologizing, whatever they aim at you and shoot, you should receive with no retaliation. If you really meant that, then when they come back with their craziness that you have tweaked and go, you know, at you with you, you know, how dare you look what you did. And, you know, I was doing fine until you said this and... Then just uh, stand there and and receive, receive, receive. If you really meant the apology, you need to receive what is coming back. If you can completely do that, there's a possibility that that whole warfare thing can start to settle. Further on the line?
1: Uh, Sheldon from Union City. Yes. If self and others are not separate, does that make the self wrong when others are wrong? (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) Sheldon. That's a good one. Sheldon, you have too much time alone. (laughs) Oh, he's in there, is he? Sheldon won't fit in there. Sheldon, stop it. (laughs) Go ahead, ask me the question again. I'll try.
1: If self and others are not separate, does that make the self wrong when others are wrong?
0: That still gives me a headache. Yes and no. I mean, since you're asking that kind of a question, I, I, I can't give you a, a definite, it's, it's yes and no. And what does yes and no mean? Not to. And what does not to mean? The whole idea of right and wrong is somewhat beside the point to go in there and does that make, there is no right and wrong. Right right and wrong is a, just a relative construct that we come up with. There's, there's a, a, a pain and pleasure. You couldn't say pain is wrong, but you're if you're in a physical world where you have nerve endings, this is going to be painful or difficult or there's going to be some suffering happening because just like the example i'm always using of the feather, it's the same nerve ending that receives a feather across your hand that receives uh, uh, a uh, tip of a screwdriver across your hand that abrades your your hand and the feather tickles it but it's the same nerve ending and so and those that kind of a you could say that metaphor is happening in all the sense fields just like you smell uh, lilacs, wonderful smell. But if you smell, um, where is all of your mind's going? <laughs> Ooh. you know, there's really terrible smellings. There's things that smell so bad that you you can't even describe it. I mean, even if you say that smells pretty bad, that's an understatement. And I'm not going to mention those ten things. Yes.
1: So, um, in our uh World arena, particularly the political scene where there seems to be a lot of talking heads trying to convince yeah. people of what's right and wrong what how can we sort through
0: don't sort just listen just, i mean i, I re- recommend that everybody watch the news. I'm not saying um, you know maybe be a news junkie particularly, but you know watch keep keep an idea of what's happening in different news media because it's a it's good to be on the receiving end of some of the craziness that's out there to see what's going on.
1: It feels very threatening though. No, it is thre- it threatening.
0: Just, it is threatening. It's, it's not, does not look good. But the only thing we can do as I say over and over is train your mind because you, we, you can't find the levers and buttons to end that, even if you join the you know, any, any organization right now, It's the, the, the difficulty has been created. Now, I'm not saying it couldn't turn around. It may. But the difficulty has been going on since before I was born. I've been around a while. The difficulty that just the lack of, you know, sometimes somebody will step in, and because of the causes and conditions that arise, somebody like FDR, he came in, but they kind of put a seat to the fire to get him to help others. That's where the New Deal came from, if you know anything about that. And then that helped for 20, 30 years until uh, difficult, greedy people, use that word, people who are really, really greedy, out of what kind of causes and conditions. Who knows how, what causes and conditions put them in the situation of having such intense greed. There's no way you can trace it back. So uh, right and wrong is just extra, just have to work with it where it's at. The most important thing for you to do as an individual, this is your little world. Train it so that you don't add to the craziness that's all over the place. Any other questions? Very good. Thank you.
1: And I'd also like to remind everybody that we do have donation boxes in the hallway. We appreciate and depend on your support financially. Please help us as much as you can. We also have the ability to take your payments, your debit card, your credit card, and choose right here and can help you with that as well as online with PayPal.
0: May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.